Tinas TV with Tinas uh, Ferreira on the line. Tinas, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Tinas, uh, you heard me talking about The Last of Us, and there's so much about this series that have that's made me think a lot about how we cover stories about the human condition. And one can take a science fiction story of this nature, maybe um, something around zombies. But then you do start to talk about how do people, how do we engage in times of crisis, even if we think about COVID? It's so fascinating. And I don't want people also to think, oh, it's another zombie drama. I'm not interested. I've seen the movie with Will Smith or I've seen The Walking Dead or whatever. This is a little bit different. It's sort of The Walking Dead 2.0. So... It adds and mixes in a little bit of art. It mixes in a lot of human relationships. And then it deals with those issues of sort of loss, heartbreak, family. Why do you do what you do? Uh, So it's very fascinating and I think also very topical given uh, where we were and what happened with COVID. And also the thing is this uh, evolved, this TV show evolved from a video game that actually started a few decades ago. So they kind of just uh, developed it as COVID started. So it's quite interesting how they were able to sort of take what happened during COVID with people, uh, with all of us actually, and work it into the last of us. So, Tinas, I I was very interested that it had been a video game. And I think I wondered if taking it from video game to TV series might have shifted it. it. It shifted quite dramatically because a video game is so often about how many people you can take out in the game and in this case, yeah. how many zombies you can take out, whatever. And yet the series is, is not actually about that. So they were very clever. So uh, we always get all of these waves from Hollywood. Uh, someone makes an ER and then we get all of these uh, medical dramas and you know uh, they, they're going to fail. Or someone makes uh, friends and then we uh, it's this, uh, the sitcom craze. So um, at the moment in Hollywood, um, it's the adaptation of, uh, besides the Real Housewives, in reality we have this um, adaptation of video games. And most of them are unsuccessful because they try to just, exactly like you say, they try to just adapt it in terms of a first-person shooter, and there isn't really that emotional resonance of develop the characters. Uh, don't make the story different, but you can still have the characters actually interact and have story and have background and have sort of that uh, pathos moments and that sense of loss or uh, family and things like that. And the producers of this show uh, does that uh, do that really great. Like the adaptation is really great in terms of not just doing it as a linear adaptation, uh, word for word or page for page of the video game, but sort of making the characters a little bit different and thereby sort of making the story so much deeper. You know, Tina's uh, one of the things that really struck me about the series, and I don't want to go too closely into it because it would be a spoiler alert. But you mentioned about the development of characters. And there is one extraordinary um, episode which is about a relationship, Mm. which is so profound and yet so out of context almost in terms of what one expects from, and I'm putting this in inverted commas, a science fiction series. Mm. And it seems to me that the, the, the... the, the writers of the of the 
program are really working at ensuring that we understand what our humanity is, but also how we've lost it. So once again, in zombie show, you think everyone's going to die, and yes, people <laughs> do die. But in this episode, which you are referring to, which is the third one, which even if you don't want to watch the show, you can watch that one episode, the third episode, it's on Mnet, it's on Showmax, almost as a bottle show, it's almost like a short story. What happened in the video game is the one character uh, went off and left. And this one, it's quite clever where the producers decided and they played with the question of what if that character stayed in the relationship? So it's not such a departure from the video game. It just sort of enhances it because it's almost a parallel universe that they go into where they go, what if these two people actually amidst this vast post-apocalyptic wasteland in America where everything is lost, everything is in ruin, decide to stay together? So I would say it's almost like the best hour of television this year so far. I've seen. I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, I left it. I was stunned after watching it. And for anybody who hasn't watched it, maybe you choose not to watch it because you go, as Tina says, well, this is a series about um, zombies. I don't think we saw one zombie in that particular episode. So it was mm. a kind of weird thing. Tinas, um, we have got Dr. Emmanuel Taban, but we've decided we're going to hold him um, over until after the news to talk about um, the science of something of this nature, um, a TV series of this nature. You are certainly watching a hell of a lot of TV, and I'm interested to get a sense from you with regards to um, if we look at how, for example, Netflix, it took 500, uh, five years to reach a million. Do you know that um, ChatGPT took um, five days to reach a million followers? So there's so many different ways one can look at the role of streaming and how we access it and how people access it. More and more and more, are you working in the streaming space? Uh, well, I think it is going to be the future. I'm still, as a, as a journalist, I still buy the physical newspaper. I still buy the physical magazine. I don't think there's anything that we can't really get for me a magazine in another way. Like I want to sit on a weekend and turn the pages of a glossy magazine and just get lost in that world. Mm. Obviously, in terms of entertainment, yes, there is this move towards streaming. I don't think uh, your uh, linear radio, like what we're doing now, because that connection is ever going to go away. I don't no. think linear television is ever going to go away. It just sort of additive and it keeps building. So it's just kind of more different types of choices for people. But we're never going to lose that communal feeling of, oh, we want to watch uh, something uh, together. Titanic is now getting a, a, a real, real release in the cinema. You wow. want to sort of feel that emotional story of oh. Rose and Jack uh, <laughs> on the big screen, everybody crying together. So we're not going to lose the movies and that cinema-going experience. It might become more uh, sort of uh, exclusive, but we're always going to have that, and streaming is just going to be this additional thing. Do you um, do you think we're all going to go rushing off into the cinemas to watch Rose and Jack again? 
I think so. It already made so much many more millions. So uh, James Cameron <laughs> went back and he enhanced it uh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, so it's uh, it's still that same experience. And now you can go and watch it with your kids or again with your grandparents or people you didn't go to the first time. Or if there's somebody I haven't yet seen it, <laughs> we might be in for a few surprises. So um, it's sort of like when uh, George Lucas brings back Star Wars every once in a while. <laughs> Tina's Ferreira, thanks so much for joining us. Tina's Ferreira is a, um, a film and TV critic. TV with Tina's is how you can follow him. We've been talking about The Last of Us, which is an American post-apocalyptic drama. And I'm not even sure what that term post-apocalyptic is anymore, given that it feels that post-COVID we might have actually gone through that particular space. The series is based on a 2013 video game and uh, it talks to a global pandemic caused by a mass fungal infection. Is this possible? Is it possible that uh, we could see people being infecting one another through funguses? Well, we're going to chat to none other than Dr. Emmanuel Taban. He's a pulmonologist. He's the author of the book, the amazing book, The Boy Who Never Gave Up. And he's a director and partner at the Lung Institute. We'll do that right after the news. Eight o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.